All right, Cody, what's up, man? Been a long time. What is going on, Frankie? Good to see you, as always. Good to see you as well, man. So, due to all reports that I'm hearing, the sky's falling, right? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> falling all around everyone else and us. But we just don't know. We're, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. We just keep going. Yeah, keep working. You know, that's what, that's what I always say. I kind of... Almost like the preface to every podcast so far has been like that since we've been in this uh, this bear market. Uh, you know, it's, it's been kind of like, you know, you, you see all these people talking about the sky falling. And, you know, it's like, sure, that's going on around you, but, you know, we're going to stop working, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the sky falling is like always happening. Like, it's not just right. it, it didn't just start. <laughs> the sky's been falling our entire lives always. It's right. just part of life. Like, right. Pick a sky. It's falling. Pick somewhere. a sky. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's like, like, I could choose to be outside in that sky, or I could pick a different sky, and fucking go play over there. You exactly. know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not like, you know, everyone isn't doing like the ether rain dances and like you know going like <laughs> fucking euphoria things, which is good. We need to like keep everything and there's a balance to life, right? Right. Yeah. I, it is to feel the other side of the euphoria right yeah, especially because... with you know how many people we you know we acquired a bunch of people on on the way up let's call it you know and um those people were in that euphoria stage it was like the beginning for them so they're like oh this is always gonna be like this you know it's like man you don't know how it used to be you know <laughs> like when i first got in this thing I, you know people were telling me i was crazy for even being involved you know Yep, absolutely. Yep. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I guess good for people to come in when it's exciting, you know, yeah. as long as they, they could feel it, you know, that's what we, we were doing the whole time. We were just like celebrating what we've already been doing. Um, so now, now I hope they stick around, you know, I think, I hope that what they were, what they were shown and what they experienced, they understood it wasn't more than just a flip or some like Ponzi scheme that keeps getting thrown around. Like, this is a legit thing right. that is happening. You know, exactly. like I've been through three of these now and mm. you know, they're, they're all different, but they're all the same because you know why it's a cycle. It's called a cycle. Exactly. And like, it's not like it happened the first time and I had to go find a new fucking cycle to jump onto. <laughs> like, we just keep building, you know, we're mm. builders and you know, I get actually, I, I'm much almost more prolific when it's downtime than when it's uptime, you know, it's just like the rubber hits the road and it's, there's no resting on your laurels. It's like, what am I going to do when I wake up today mm -hmm. to better myself and, you know, shine a good light on this crypto art, NFT, whatever space you want to call it mm -hmm. so that this isn't the end. Like we all just have to keep going. Right. right. And right. I, and I, and I, nothing's changed. It's not, it's not like, Ethereum or Bitcoin are bad now, you know, right. it's yeah. nothing has changed. If anything, they're getting stronger because of more, more people are, are seeing the value. Right. Yeah, so I think are, literally more people are using it. And when it comes to the NFT thing, there's so many more people involved. Now you have again, again, you have these people that like kind of came for the flip, but you know, um, you, as you go along, still, there's more people using, using the stuff. There's more businesses, and I know this firsthand experience, there's more, way more businesses involved. 
you know, yeah. um, and big money businesses. I actually had a friend, and before uh, let's, we can keep talking about this, but I, I just want to introduce you. Um, I haven't even introduced you on this. Um, this yeah, we just, uh, we just so I'm talking with uh, Cody, world renowned uh, NFT crypto artist. If you, uh, I don't know what, what you would like to go by as far as title. But Cody's one of the innovators in the whole of the NFT art space. One of the first people I ever saw being successful in this space um, and doing really well. Uh, I remember you talking to me about selling art, almost trying to give art away. You know, uh, yeah. probably when I first met you and, and not that you were doing that then, but that's kind of how it started. And then it evolved into this crazy world of selling pieces for 40 ETH at a, you know, at a clip and stuff like that. So. Uh, I just wanted to preface about who I'm talking to, who I'm talking with, because I, uh, I know we can just go and go on and on the conversation, just start flying off the handle, you know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously, that everyone knows you. Um, I would like to say that you were one of the first people when we were getting back into this thing, like, you know, shit, 2018 ish, mm -hmm. 2018, 2019, like all those years are becoming blurs, and. Um, you know, it was like crypto voxels. It was early, early shit, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you were always so cool and like so down to lend your expertise, you know, be a leader, you know, for me coming in mm -hmm. and vice versa. We, we, I just love the copacetic back and forth that we've had since the beginning. It's just right. a lot of love, you know, I exactly, think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, you're great. And I, what you've done for the space, you know, you're helping move it along. Like you said, like you're on a whole different wave. There's so many ways to help this movement mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, thank you for what you're doing. You know, it's huge. That. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So um, kind of going back to, uh, you know, where it was, where it all started, where it all started for you. Let's go there first. Um, in the beginning where you, you were, you were a digital artist prior to this. Right? Yeah, I've always been. I've always been digital. Yeah. I mean, I got a, I got a degree in fine art um, and graphic design. So like, I, I love textures. I love grungy things. So I would say I love making physical tactile art that is like really distressed and grunged out. And like, I burn, like I was burning my canvases. Mm -hmm. I was like fucking things up and like putting lights in them. I was just like, I, I wasn't a trained painter. Or I'm definitely not an illustrator. But I, I love the physical side of art in, in kind of like more, I hate saying avant-garde, but just ways that aren't like traditional, you know? Right. Yep. So my whole way growing up was, you know, uh, photo collage, uh, stereoscopics with 3D glasses. Mm -hmm. So I had this kind of niche thing where I was doing these photo collages, but they also use 3D glasses. So it was all, already kind of like, new media or, you know, just experimental digital design. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what made me want to make things. You know, I think that's the important thing for me was I needed a reason or a theme or a, or a process that I wanted to explore. Right. And for me, it was um, at the time figuring out how I could take these 3D uh, glasses artworks. Actually, let me go, let me grab, like, yeah, cause oh, I got yeah, yeah, definitely. So I already know there's, there's, uh, Cody has these, uh, and he's probably going to bring them in a second. There's these, like, uh, 3D glasses that he, that he originated and he was using for his art pieces. And they say they have his signature on the side of them. And there's actually a version in Decentraland, uh, that he made. And they're like some of the coolest wearables. And I'm 
blessed to have been gifted a set mm. by, by Cody. Um, awesome. I'm glad you have some. Yeah. That's like the ultimate, like, uh, almost like it's not a fraternity, but it's like it's a crew. You know, mm. when you walk around crypto voxels and you see someone with the glasses on, it's instant homie. I'm like, mm. yes. Absolutely. So I'm glad I, you I almost them. instantly cold wanted those ones. I like, I, you know, I have, I walk around with my normal Frankie Nita's avatar, but man, as soon as that, those came and I was like, Choo. <laughs> it, it's funny. I, I bumped into a guy and I, I don't even really know his name. Mm -hmm. um, he was at the uh, Moonbirds um, party in, in NYC. Mm -hmm. And he told me he is like a hardcore uh, voxels wearables collector. Wow. Okay. So he was going he goes heavy in there. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, and he, like, he told me he's like, those glasses you made are like my favorite collectible of all of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, you know, like I, I, I felt very similar about the decent. You know, I'm heavily, heavily uh, got a lot of decentraland wearables as well, especially from the beginning. And those were, uh, uh, I was very, very, very happy to get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, what an honor! Like, I was, I was just trying to make something like weird and like easy to do. Cause I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not like an illustrator, but like I could draw an anaglyph frame and put a red and blue. Like, mm -hmm. so I was like, I can execute that, you know? And then, then I made the weird ones. I had a couple that had the, these oh, like- that, that was the one that caught me. I mean, when I, yeah, when I uh, saw you walking around and I still think to this day that that's gonna be something that has to be revisited in the future. But like, um, maybe you would have it where in code, it, you can put whatever NFT you'd like there. But yeah. what it was, was I believe that's one of your first pieces, right? Um, on the, 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 the on DCL? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, where it's hovering behind me? Exactly, yep. Yeah, dude, that. And and hats off to uh, the designer who did that. Um, Sugar, oh wait, uh, what's, what's okay, the name of the club? Sugar Club, yep, yep. Yeah, Sugar Club. I mean, yep. we, we were jamming on that, and he brought that to I Because I'm the type of guy, when I collaborate with somebody, I don't just say, do this, do that. I open it up. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, you're the expert in that arena. Mm -hmm. Come to me with some, like, you know, what do you think? He's like, mm -hmm. what if we put a fucking picture behind there? I was like, absolutely. Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed it, man. Crushed it. Right, yeah. So hats off. Like, I that was an awesome collab. Yeah, definitely. So, um, here, here's the, uh, so this is a, um, on a canvas, okay? okay? This is my very first piece I, I did using this process called a gel transfer. And you see, this thing's flat, mm -hmm. you know, totally fucking flat. And the process of doing this is like super labor intensive. And you, 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 you print this, you print a big sheet of paper and you, you invert your picture. Okay. okay. You put this gel, like a glue on top of it on the paper. Okay. Ink soaks into the gel. It transfers off of the paper into the gel. And then you, you burnish the gel onto the canvas and let it dry. So you're literally lifting the ink off of the paper okay. and bringing it onto the canvas. All right. Okay. Oh. Holy shit. Like I learned this, I learned this in art school and it was cool cause it was grungy and it was this mm -hmm. weird way. It was the only way I knew to get my digital shit onto a canvas. Mm. You know, it was it. I'm there could, I'm sure there are other like, well, I don't know. You know, it's, it was the most fine art, way that i knew to like move these things over right. so that's why i did right. and that process took me like that piece mm -hmm. took me oh man to bur i burnish like every fiber it's a lot of like it's meditation because right. you have to 
slowly get it wet with a sponge and you're burnishing the paper off. And if you rub too hard or if there's an air bubble and you rub it, it flakes away and it's gone. You mm. cannot repair. Okay. I don't know how I did that thing so well. And and there's a couple little spots like this part yep. right here, this white part. Yep. That's not part of it. That flaked away. Oh, okay. Right. So it shows how like delicate that is. Mm -hmm. So like as soon as that happens, you go into like ICU surgery mode. You're like, oh <laughs> shit. Like, how do we stop the run? You know, how do we stop it from flaking? You know? Yeah. And like all the edges here, they all got fucked up. Yep. Yep. But I learned a huge thing in this was that there's like I feel like there's there's perfection and imperfection. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I had a goal which was this layout digitally. Well, I didn't plan for this to be there or these, mm -hmm. but it looks way better now because that happened, you mm -hmm. know? So it kind of taught me to trust the process. And if something doesn't go right, that's all right. Just do the best you can keep going, you know, like mm -hmm. don't, don't give up. And uh, so I started doing those and um, you know, no one gave a shit and I didn't care. Cause I was just, I just make art. Like there's right. just therapy right. and it's just artists make art. You know, it's just what they do. It's like lawyers do law. Lawyers lawyer. Lawyers lawyerize. I fucking artize, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was just making shit and I have a whole, you know, if you, there's a whole bunch of them on this back wall that, that I was made like 10 years ago. And like, right. That was what it was. Mm -hmm. So when NFTs came around, I was already making the stuff and starting to get into some gallery exhibitions and, you know, feeling out that world. And it was just grimy and you had to like suck up to the right people and you had to know somebody to get a show and yeah, you know, all these like things, all these friction, friction points. It's like, I don't really want to do this. Mm -hmm. Like it, I would, cause I, you know, that's just the way the art world, that was the option. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wasn't, like, stoked about it at all. So when NFTs came around, I was like, holy shit. You know, like, this, you know, there's there still is the art world, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this new thing where I have total control. You know, I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to get, you know, like, I don't have to be allowed. Or, I, you know, I don't get to uh, not know my collectors. There's all these things that went away when mm -hmm. NFTs came around. And it was so liberating because I already had a, a body of work I already had a style so it was easy for me to hop in and just say here's my weird shit you know like next to x copies weird shit and hackatow's weird shit none of us were doing the same stuff which was great you know it's not like we're all vying for the same collectors like completely different artworks yeah, you know so styles and everything yeah, yeah it's not like they, they, i don't think there's competing in art in general unless the the artist makes it a competition like you can make think, anything. You know, I think a lot of the artists, I do see artists competing in a certain way. And a lot of times it's behind when people start to get into money, you know, they get into some money and then it's a, it's a competition for who can sit on that platform that, that does like the big pox style sales and stuff like that. It's just read, you know, make the headlines and stuff like that. I think at some point that makes it lose touch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 it. That's exactly it. You know, and and like that affects you know everything. Like especially you know when when I started to make big sales, mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not about the fucking money. Like mm -hmm. money is nice. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. Like it's mm -hmm. easier to pay rent when you have money. Like I fucking get that. At the same time, it it pollute it can pollute your brain real bad. 
right? Like, and, and you see it all around you. And then, you know, you get a little bit of money and you have to, you know, just take a step back and be like, what, what does this really change? First of all, like, am I happy? Like, am I healthy? You know, like those, those are things that, you know, sometimes when people get money, they're like, fuck it, man, I'm rich. And then you fucking have a heart attack or some shit. You know, it's yeah, like, well, yeah, cause you're doing the, everything you wanted to do on 11, you know, you're going after, and I, and I, I was a, uh, a victim of that to my own self too. You know, made a little bit of money, and I'm running around on every little trip I wanted to take, and you know, doing this and that, not eating good. I had to take a little step back. I was kind of almost happy for the for the crash because it kind of corrected me mentally. You know, yep, absolutely. And you know what? I think at the same time, it's healthy to reward yourself. You know, and I think that I think that that's something that it's good that you did it in a sense, right? Because like throughout our lives many times we haven't had those opportunities you know so i think that when it's there it's okay to be like fuck it dude i want to go fucking go there i've never been able to go there and like i think that is good because now that we're you know in this building phase i think it, it for me it's like if i work hard and and i just do what i need to do i will be rewarded through experiences right i i know that what what that can bring me in the future. So I'm going to work really hard and, and, you know, do my best, be a good person. And the universe is going to come back at some point with the things you're talking about. Like, damn, I've always wanted to go to fucking Boston or something or whatever, you know, like I'm going to go like right. that's, so I think there's, that's the trade-off of life, you know, where we go hard a little bit, maybe we go a little bit too far, rein it in, right. And get back to work and then know that it's a cycle, right. Again, like maybe next time, instead of going to 11, We'll go to eight. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, have a good time, but like, not get totally blown out. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's. I think there's a level of experience that you talked about. You know, I, I, me personally, I hadn't had much experience with being that up. You know, so I was able, you know, to go do some of the things I kind of dreamed to do. But at the same time, I'm glad I didn't take it too far. Um, yeah, and I tell people a lot of the times, I, you know, I could have made a lot more money in this industry already but I'm glad I didn't because I've seen too many people kind of lose it like mentally, like they've gone too far. And then now they're almost in a way used to a certain kind of lifestyle, you know, and, you know, I'm happy to be, you know, doing what I'm doing and, and, you know, still working within the industry. Like, I feel like if I'd have got rich in that way, then maybe I'm not working actually in the industry. You know, now I'm working with James Ashton and festival district and, uh, and Vegas city and Decentraland, and, and to me, that's huge for me. You know, it's, it's like I'm working in the industry, you know, currently, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, and and you know, it, it's it's a fractal, and just keep growing, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, these, these things are building blocks, you know, exactly. and I think, that, you know, you and me have been in this several years now. So, you know, I think that's good also, because we, we know that it's a long road, like, you know, art and creativity in general, it's a lifelong, road you don't just make art for five years you know right, yeah. i guess you could but like <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't stop doing it mm -hmm. you know so i think it's nice to know that you don't just have to go as hard as you can for one year and maximize and sell and yeah. be done like, yeah i guess you know don't get me wrong to each their own if I you can make yeah, a if you came in looking at it like that and you you accomplished that then your goal has been reached you know like yeah, yeah. if you look at it as like a run like hey i just wanted to go on one run yeah. You know, I, I've had some friends, you know, they kind of were in the, in the space and they had their run 
and they're happy with it. And they've, they've gone back to, you know, kind of like their other regular life within the regular world of different industries and, you know, whatever they do. And it was, or literally, it was just a run for them, which is cool, you know? Um, yeah. I know I wanted, right from the beginning of this, I, I knew I wanted to be in the NFT industry. You know, I, I saw it as a growing industry that I, like, really wanted to be a part of. But that goes back to years of, like, building. When we were bear market time, I was making builds and stuff like that. All that stuff was for free. Or I was paying out of my own pocket to do some of this yep. stuff, you know? Yep. So I feel like, yep. you know, it it was rewarded back by, you know, reserving a place in the industry for myself, you know? And obviously with your, your stuff, you obviously way done that, you know? But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you, you've got now a spot in the industry. You, you don't, you're not going anywhere, you know? And so now, the, what you call it, the, the building phase, some people would call the bear market, you know? It's just another day of the job, really, you know? Yeah. I I don't see bear and bull. Those are investing terms. I feel like right? they're trading I, terms, even like they're trading. Even, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. these like terms of money, and like I don't understand how you can have an outlook on life based on a a, a banker's term mm-hmm. or like an investor. Mm-hmm. Like that's the pollution that I right. think is happening. Where it's like, what you're living in that chart? You're literally <laughs> your happiness is based on that. Yeah, you chart. are a green or red candle. You know? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you doing don't don't relegate yourself to a candle you know yeah. like I, I think that that's that's the thing that's coming in here where you know in in the you know when i started 2018 or whatever like mm-hmm. that was a bear market but i didn't know what the fuck was going on i was making art like mm-hmm. i didn't i mean i got it i i looked at the chart i was like yeah it doesn't look like it's doing very well right now but like well what the what, what does that have to do with what i'm making it has nothing to do right right so i think the, the more we're able to decouple mm-hmm. from from that we're going to free our minds and everything because there's this shadow of, oh, I'm not going to release this right now because it's a bear market. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a bad time. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. I've I've released more stuff in this bear market than, than I have <laughs> during the bull market. Like, it has nothing to – and that was, that was just because my stuff wasn't ready. Right. Like, I, could I have cashed in more by selling more art then? absolutely mm-hmm. you know people were throwing money around mm-hmm. my art wasn't ready it's ready now so here it is right. i you know what what am i i'm not gonna you know look at my production and be like oh i'm gonna wait for this banger for i think in six months we'll have some green candles that's what i'm gonna put that one out that yeah, makes sense yeah. to, uh, to me that's not it i mean to somebody else i don't care i mean that sounds like a smart do you think that that's like attributing to um, kind of going the way of the normal art world where you have these kind of like hoops you got to jump through to be involved with certain kind of, um, I don't know, let's say clubhouses or whatever it is, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like where you talked about the original art world, the, the traditional art world where there was kind of like off-putting to you because they, it was kind of like this, you got to suck up to this and do like that. And I'm seeing, because I'm personally seeing some, you know, my artist friends that are getting jaded by the NFT yeah. art community now. Yeah. And, you know, I think there may be some of that is attributed to people living by the candle, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's all consuming, you know, because if you start worrying about how long this cycle is going to last and what, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when, when you go from getting a revenue stream 
and then that revenue stream slows down, dude, I totally get it. Like that sucks. Mm -hmm. Totally sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it's almost critical thinking time or problem solving time for ourselves. Like, okay, that it's like, that's, if you want to talk about like an actual stream uh, in nature, you're like, Oh, this stream dried up. Well, you better find another stream. Yeah. There's thousands of streams, right? Right, right. Don't get stuck on this thing right now. We'll come back in the winter time when it rains. Yeah, absolutely. It's called a cycle, right? Right, right. Go find the other stream that might help you float down the river until this stream comes back. You know, like I sell Mm t-shirts. I sell physical prints. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I like to create things in different ways. And naturally those things help when, when one stream is drying up, you know? So I think we're all so creative. It's just, I don't, getting stuck on NFT or bust, Mm -hmm. that's, hard right right right? like who's to say maybe it'll keep working and that's fine Mm -hmm. but i found for myself that it takes the stress off of me if i'm at least creating in different ways so there's an opportunity of you know maybe everyone is ether hesitant right now so they're not getting rid of their eth Mm -hmm. but you know if you got a 30 dollar t-shirt they're like damn i would like to support that artist here's 30 bucks for a Mm t-shirt sweet you know there's that's the same it's the exact same thing as art it's just an exchange of, you know, appreciation. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. There, there's a thousand ways. Yeah, exactly. I just think that, I think that uh, a lot of the people are, that I'm talking to, they're getting a little jaded by a little toxicity within, you know, within the, the community. But, you know, again, that's going to come with people living by the candle. Like you're going to have like, if somebody, and this is like more like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like kind of like when people live on Twitter you know, you live on Twitter too much, then you're dealing with people who are not very, like, I go on these streams, you know, my face, you know, Frankie Needles has been my moniker since before crypto, you know, so this is all like, just me, you know, but a lot of these people live behind a, a, an avatar or something else that, you know, you know them as that, and then they can say these things that, you know, maybe like, doesn't encourage people to be creative and, and follow their creativity and, and, and just put out art the way they want to. Now it's kind of like, well, this is the good old boys club type thing. You know, um, I can see where, where people are getting jaded in that way. But again, like you're saying, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to stop doing the thing that you do. You know, that, that's really where people are tested and people are going to want to follow someone who is willing to just continuously do what they do. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what's that's what's respected in the long run. You know, if you plan on being here for a long time, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have your ups and downs, but you you have to just keep doing, keep doing the yeah. things that 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 brought you to the table. You know. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I mean, my favorite bedtime story, and I told my dad to tell me this damn story every damn day before bed, is the turtle and the hare story. Mm, and yep. back then, yep. the turtle and the hare would walk around our little cul-de-sac neighborhood. That's that was the path. And we made up little stories about how that turtle was going to win. And you know what happened? The turtle won every fucking time, you know? So that's my mantra. Like Mm -hmm. even now, like, and I, I I still love that story. I tell my son the story, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's consistency. It's coming to work every day and showing up and not taking that nap because you're so far ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. That damn hair is like, I got this one in the bag. I'm going to go take a little nap. 
that turtle's so far behind me, I'm fine. Nope, you're fucked, dude. Yeah. And that is what I think about every damn day. And, like, mm-hmm. and when I used to play basketball in high school, mm-hmm. I got a key to the gym, and I used to go to the gym at 6 in the morning every day before school because I want to get the reps in because I that was that. It was that same thing. If I show up and give everything I have at every single moment, I know that that other person is sleeping right now mm-hmm. and not getting his jumpers in, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing when I go to work now. Like art is now work and I right. love that. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. But I, I treat it that way where I, I go in and I, and I give it everything every moment because I know that's how I'm going to get out of it what I want. You know, it's, it's just hard work. Right. And, 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 and I, get, I, I get asked that a lot by, you know, I talk to lots of people on Twitter you know, people will DM me and looking for advice. And I, you know, I, I love talking to people on Twitter. If they're real, mm-hmm. I, I love it, you know, and people will say, Hey man, especially in the bull market, this was funny. <laughs> hey man. Um, just want to get a little advice. I'm like, dude, what's up? You know, I, I've been down the road. Let me pay it forward. You know, if I can help you, no, no problem. Okay, cool. So I just started making art like two days ago. And, um, you know, I got this cool thing. I think I'm going to drop it, my Genesis, for 5 ETH. And then once that sells, probably my plan is to, in about six months, get up to 20, you know, 20, you know, some something. Yeah. I was like, okay, you said two days ago you started? Okay. Good. Congratulations. You know, art is art. Very good. Um, art takes a lot of time. And, and it, you know, it takes, it's, you know, you're seeing these prices and people jump right to like level five. Oh, yeah. When when I think people understand, it takes a long time to develop a, a style and and, a, and be able to produce piece after piece that that can be collected. You know that people want to want to buy. You know I make plenty of shit that is on my hard drive that I don't sell because I don't. You know it takes a. It's like when you make a song, you got to write fucking twenty songs to get a banger. Yeah, exactly. You know so exactly. same thing with art. So I think. For me, like when people come and looking for advice for this type of stuff, it's like, you got to make a lot of art. You got to like, and be humble. Like you said, you were giving your stuff away as I, as I was back in the day, you know, it's not about instant gratification in art. I think it's about, you know, showing up, being consistent, improving and slowly letting the market tell you how the value is doing. You know, like I used to People sell portraits. You, you know, if you if you're too busy recognizing yourself, you yeah. know, it's it's gonna go a certain way for you. You could make those early sales for sure, but you know, I think that you want people to acknowledge that this is good because, and let them tell you why your stuff is good, and and then that'll dictate the whole pricing aspect and things like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like when I so again, like I I hate putting value on things i make especially like Mm -hmm. who the fuck am i to say like that is the last person that should be deciding what this thing is worth Mm -hmm. so what i did from the very beginning especially with the portraits or any of it really with the portraits i started them i think at 0.5 or 0.25 ether i don't know something right Mm -hmm. because i didn't know and i i wanted to see what the market was going to bear me you know it's like what what's the demand and you know let's say the first piece i don't know the first piece sold for 0.5 awesome i don't care great um so a couple pieces for 0.5 seems like that's a stable floor we're gonna go now to i don't know 0.75 or something you know and see how that works and then as the market 
you know, if, if those sell hot and people are hitting you up and like, what's next? You're like, huh, could we do 1.5? You know, I, you know, you gotta, you have to look at the external demand before you look at the internal demand, you know? And, and for me, that made it way more, um, like kind of in the flow. It took me out of the, out of the loop and, and I let everyone else tell me what these things were worth. And that made it easier to price things because it wasn't the ego side of it where it was like, man, this thing took me, you know, this is the best idea I've ever had. Uh, this is the, you know, it took me a way long time. These like intangible things. Mm -hmm. th those aren't, that's not bad. That's not a collector value. That's just like your own time. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. sometimes you could spend 200 hours on something, but no one wants it. Like, so I had to kind of wrangle with that myself where it's like, okay, well, you know, if it takes me, it doesn't matter how long it takes when it's done and it's done, you put it up for sale at what people are willing to collect for, you know? Right. So yeah, I think that I, goes I, across the board in the NFT market right now. You're talking about like, you know, like I'm pretty um, up to date with like the metaverse stuff, you know, like the, the general like land and things of that nature. And, you know, people ask me a lot similar questions, but, you know, what should I buy? And I'm like, well, you know, you really got to have a, be a broader understanding for what's going on because <clears throat> you can buy something and look at it like it's got value to you. And then, you you know, then that value goes up in the future. Or you can buy something thinking like, I'm going to park my, let's say, Ethereum or Mana or whatever coin here. And then that coin goes up and then you're now wishing you had that coin because you're just looking at the value in said coin, you know? Yep. Yep. When it comes to metaverse stuff, you know, and specifically buying land, buying and selling land that really, you know, requires you to have some deeper understanding about what's going on around here, you know, and where things are going to be going and what you yep. plan on, what, what your position is, you know, in this, you know, was, you know, yep. I've had people, friends of mine buy land, and then I'm like, well, you know, you should do something with that land. And then yep. when, you know, when they look at the cost of doing those kind of things or time it takes to, to learn to do those things, then it might not be as interesting to them. And then they're ready to sell off, you know? Sure, sure. sure. So yeah. I just think that uh, you got to understand what you're trying to do with this stuff. And, and like, I, like, you know, a broader understanding of everything, whatever you're trying to get into, whether it's the art world selling your art pieces and like you're talking about just feeling the market out okay th this is what people would pay for this and you know this is <clears throat> um how the industry is going as in in general you know some of the social aspects and stuff like that and then you have a better understanding of what you're supposed to be doing you know that's just kind of where i look at it as as far as because you can't just like point it's not i always tell people like this like it's not nothing's point and click like nothing's like right away this is how that goes yeah. and that's the consistently going to be like that throughout especially in a brand new mar um, market industry whatever you want to call it you know it's brand new it's, this stuff is new to a lot of people you know yeah 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 for me um you know like again we go back to early crypto voxels that's mm -hmm. you know and dcl you know mm -hmm. very early of all that stuff mm -hmm. and i i made a point that i have um a piece of land in in most of the the major places just because who knows what's going to shake out and i wanted to have at least a spot Right. With, with whatever was going to make it. And through that, um, you know, especially early with crypto voxels, mm -hmm. 
um it was fun and it was quick to build and it was it was there's it was a one click you can get in there was very low friction mm -hmm. which i thought mm -hmm. for me with who i was connecting with even especially like off off coin people you know like um people who weren't in the web3 they didn't need an account and i loved that they could just mm -hmm. click a button and come in mm -hmm. so i started building and you know building my own galleries i built an event space uh you know i built these just different things testing out galleries and communities and events and that type of stuff mm -hmm. and what i found was that especially those early crypto voxels plots i see crypto voxels as being a time capsule of of early metaverse and yeah, the yeah. the builds that are on there that especially haven't been touched mm. are aging right it's like it's like you go to you know boston or wherever and you're walking down the street and you see these all these skyscrapers then you see this antiquity building mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. hundreds of years old next to the starbucks or whatever <laughs> that to me is what's up like mm -hmm. that we need to preserve our history mm -hmm. in the metaverse and and I've been doing some deep dives on history. There's fucking crazy shit, and history is lost, mm -hmm. right? Over time, we we tear down buildings and build new buildings, mm -hmm. probably just to keep the builders paid. I don't know why we do this. Beautiful buildings are torn down. <laughs> it's a blasphemy. But like, I think we need to look at that in our current metaverses mm -hmm. and and honor the old buildings, even as janky as we think they might look. Well, yeah, because the effort that it took to make some of these things, you know, is it's similar to those old buildings that a lot of reasons I think that they take them down is just because the effort it keeps to take to, the, like, the upkeep on a building that, you know, um, was labor intensive and building and then and then keeping up, keeping it looking beautiful the way it was. The, the people of today don't want to put that kind of effort in. So yep. they're, they're like, you know, let's just tear this down because we can put a prefab in there. And pop, pop, pop! Now we've got a big fat building. We're making tons of money off of this. You know, you know that kind of thing. Oh, it's you the know? same thing because, like, you know, that exact same thing happens in. in and I'll just say crypto voxels because I know that one the most. Right, right. You know, yep. um, there's been improvements along the time and changes to the way images are are served and all this stuff. So I went back to one of my old plots I hadn't looked at in a year, and everything was just chaos. You know, like the gifts weren't gifting, or you know the something was happening and i was looking at like oh my god and so i did a little bit of quote-unquote renovation mm -hmm. right i left the walls you know there's there's like these these um pillars almost literally that i didn't want to touch and and i and i'm trying to preserve those because i think again when you're talking about like especially from a, you know an investment side as a digital landowner mm -hmm. the value that i bring is the content that i put on my site mm -hmm. you know it's not so much where the land is on the map which you know if you're in a good part of town that's great mm -hmm. but it's also if you have a historical you know so i did i was doing the um with my portraits i would stack up the png files so you would get like um like a almost like i'm doing with my vr ones where you can walk around the portrait okay. i was testing mm -hmm. that in crypto voxels in like you know 2019 or 2020 right mm -hmm. well it was very rudimentary back then but me looking at it now this huge historical impact to me and it makes that land way more um visit worthy you know because it's not just a, a blank piece of land it was a uh, kind of an environmental art piece that is multiple years old so 
when I'm looking at the land I own, it's in my, I think every artist's best interest to develop it and do something experimental and wild. You know, we could throw up a four wall cube and put some art every 18 feet and do that standard deal. Mm -hmm. Or we could do something avant-garde that freaks people out and they remember your plot. Because right. like, the metaverse can keep being replicated. I mean, I understand some of these these worlds are, I don't even know if they're closed, but like land, digital land in general can be made more, mm -hmm. you know? So I think mm -hmm. it's content is king in the metaverse as well. That's and you, You're in it differently than me. So please tell me if you think otherwise, but no, I mean, that's how know, I'm kind of When it comes to that, because that's where, you know, where I build the most. Um, in DCL, you can you can pretty much swap builds. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you can swap builds every day if you wanted to. You know, um, I like me and Justin Juxton, we put a lot of effort into the bar that I built, and uh, so I like to keep that up. I don't think I'll be changing that maybe ever. Um, you know, maybe the content, like you're saying, the content in there, maybe from time to time, we if we're trying to do something one thing or another but the build the only thing i've done is upgrade the textures you know like the the, the brick texture it went from i mean not sure. even having brick texture and looking more yep. like a cartoon and you know looking a little bit more textury you know um so i've done that but other than that i try to keep it generally the the same look i like people to you know there's a lot of people that have in you know in the past taken pictures in front of my place and you know, yep. Frankie's Tavern is, you know, is, is kind of like a a thing people know about. So I like to have it be the same. And then, in, you know, over time, maybe, like I said, like you were talking about, just changing content in there. You know, we have a video screen. We can do things with the video screen, you know, with stuff like that. Um, you know, Juxton is an able-bodied coder for sure. So he can he can do a lot of things on, on the code side of things, you know, that can give us, give, give us all kinds of different content, you know. So I think that on that side of things, like um, like Sugar Club, Sugar Club has upgraded some of the textures, you know, and maybe some of the um, like optimization of that thing, so it doesn't crash and doesn't you know whatever. But I mean, Sugar Club still looks like Sugar Club from the past, and that's what gives it's it's like traditional. You know where you're going, you know you know you know you're going to that place. It's gonna look like that. You know what to expect from the inside of it. Now he could be giving you all kinds of different content in there. It'd be different music playing and artists. Like for at one point he had done uh, something with Space Painter, and they did a bunch of like content in there, you know. So that was that was great, you know. Um, so you're able to kind of swap the different things within within these builds, you know. But at the same time, keep it like these people know this from this now. I'm working in a festival district and we swap the builds a lot per whatever the clients need, you know? So this is a different concept where you have like a business, you know, and you're saying, Hey, this plot of land is kind of available to you, you know, to be used in whatever way you want to. And we can contract that out to, you know, our, our team of builders, which is a whole different concept of one guy holding a plot of land and, you know, uh, like myself, just building a little bar on it and, and trying to get in like a, like a meeting spot for people to come in and hang out. You know, this is like more like it's business, you know, as it should be. I think there's, there's room, room for both, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that that's what's, that's what's evolving now is right. You know, there's, there's like the, the innovators, you know, the early 
the early people who are in there like figuring out what can happen mm -hmm. right then it's scaling that exactly. you know so that the whatever the client you know if, if you're talking to business need what does the client need well shit you know because you put in the time you know you're yeah. building it's not like well i can tinker around and see what i come up with it's like no you can get two screens i know that the frame rate's such and such so you can't do this and that and you know like that's expertise yeah you've got right? you've got to have like trial and error for that you know over yep. time i've had like one of my things in the beginning was i wanted to try every single new thing the day it came out pretty much you know and yep. you know over time that became impossible because it got so advanced that i needed you know somebody like juxton to be able to understand you know even how to do some of this stuff and then as time went along we got we got jobs you know we became the business people in 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 the world you know so i'm you know i'm ex i'm like i love the way the bar went because it became like a testing ground for different things and then also became our step up to you know from from being one of the the innovators and the people that were just tinkering to people that are doing business that are being paid for their time and it, it's amazing you know yeah no i'm happy to hear that yeah it's it's the you know it's like the ten thousand hours uh you know the outs the out outliers book by malcolm gladwell it's just you know have you read that do you know that book i know of it but i i didn't uh read it's it. great it's it i suck at reading i got the audio book uh, actually i think i read that book which says a lot because i really suck at reading um <laughs> But it, it's per, it's just it's the story of ten thousand hours where it takes that amount of time to become a master of whatever you do, whether it's mm -hmm. hockey or you know being a doctor or whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm -hmm. You got to put in the time, and that's what, exactly what you did. You put in the time, mm -hmm. and now you have you have ascended to that level where you're 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 a boss. You know, so I think you know, like we were saying with art, like all this shit, it's it's time. If there's one takeaway from from this all, it's just time, right? Put and time is an illusion. You literally have to, you can't be scared to put in the work. A lot of people want to come in here for the money grab of it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, sure. it's, it's, you know, who is it? I think it's Andreas Antonopoulos said, like, come for the money, stay for the money. You know what I mean? Yep, sure. And, you know, it's like, it's not to say don't get money. It's saying, you know, it's like, you still, you still, stick around and, and you'll, you'll get way more value out of this than the original concept of, Oh, you know, this will make me more money if I put a little bit of money into it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I've seen people make 10,000 times more money than I'll ever make, right. you know, yep. like ridiculous amounts of money yep. in like a half an hour. Right. <laughs> and like, part of me looks at it like, Holy shit. Like, yeah. That looks nice. But then you you go back six months later and you see what they're up to. They dipped out. They they minted in a half hour and they were gone in yeah. 35 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yep. they're yep. gone. Yep. And that's just yep. not the path. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, right? So congrats to them. To and I think they to each yeah. other. That's what Fine. you sought out. You know, I, I know people that again, I know people that did that. They were they were interested yeah. in a little bit of money. And they got yeah. it, you know, but the thing is, you know, the uh, to me, the longevity is more like if you look at, I always equate this to um, early days of IBM and Apple. If you look at those days in the Internet as well, um, when you look at those days, a lot of the people that may have made the most money in the beginning, they weren't even around today. They're not CEOs or nothing, but yep. time, time will tell. And, you know, I, I think that this industry will will see you know 
a big business going into the future, and they're yeah. gonna need people to direct the, you know, direct things, you know, to, to understand the things on a deeper level. And you only get there by the, those hours you're talking about. And that's when you get into the 20, 30, 50,000 hours, you know, oh, where you're like, you know, yeah. this, this, you know, you can't have the, even no matter what schooling, there's no schooling for this stuff right now. So no. No, there's not schooling enough for you to understand the things that we understand from, you know, being the builders and from being the original people who had to do through trial and error, what they're going to eventually write into, uh, you know, a digital textbook in the future, a digital audio book or whatever they're going to be doing, you know, for, for consuming information, you know? Yep. And I think that's the beautiful thing is you have to learn by doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, there's, there's, there's an inherent sort of risk to that because you're giving all this time to this thing that isn't proven. Mm -hmm. So it's that, it's like an asymmetrical bet where you're putting in time and you can put your time in equally anywhere, mm -hmm. but if you find the right thing that is like asymmetrically, like not aligned to this other stuff, there's a risk, but the reward is exponential, right. either high or low. Right. But the, the, the reward, whether whatever you're putting in is could be drastically higher, or if you're doing thousand X leverage, it could be drastically <laughs> low. Right? You know? So like that's where when as an investor or, or a entrepreneur, I always look for those asymmetrical options because worst case, I have some sweat equity that I put into, I've done this many times in other businesses and mm. little ventures I've done. Those didn't take off, but what I lost was time mm. and some sweat equity. All right, you know, mm. easy enough to keep moving on. Same thing here. If mm. you have time and some sweat equity, you could make whatever you want out of it. And that's where I love to play, you know? Yeah. So I, I I'm stoked. I don't, I, I don't even care. Like, do I look at charts like just to see what's happening? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's the, the overall ecosystem um, works off of these currencies and whatever. So yeah, I'm interested in what's happening, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you, like, I am so fucking busy right now, like just building and making stuff. And mm -hmm. I I'm doing like secret drops. I like, like the one, the, like I was talking about, could I hold this stuff off for six months and wait till some, market change absolutely i probably i don't know i make more money that way i don't care about that like i i want to keep experimenting in my own ways and like i'm doing i'm not even announcing these drops before they go live i'm just like hey it's it's if you want it it's right there and mm -hmm. and there's they're just sitting there right now people are buying them here and there mm -hmm. but i don't care you know like that's a new experiment of you can have a huge rollout plan with twitter spaces and a, a you know a press release and you know a whole red carpet show, um, and I've seen those happen, and sometimes those don't even go well, right? So I'm like, well, you know what I've noticed with Twitter Spaces is is it becomes like an echo chamber, you know, a lot yep. of people they want to be in there and they want to see things succeed because of their own personal, you know, a lot of times their own personal bags, you know, so they're yep. in the Twitter space looking to be in this echo chamber, you know, hoping to, to get another person to add to the echo chamber, you know? Yep. And, yep. You know, yep. and at that point, the content could be anything. It could. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that also is where a discerning eye comes into play. You know, we need to be savvy as consumers and that's not even collecting art. It's consuming art, mm -hmm. you know, because there's power in, 
in your eyeballs, just seeing something, you know, that's, that's why billboards are successful. You're not actually buying anything from that billboard, but it's soaking into your brain. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to hone our own acuity for what we want to consume and use our eyeballs as our, our greatest tool and our, and our power. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want to look at I'm not going to shit on all PFPs, but I mean, there's a lot of shitty PFPs. <laughs> I'm going to say that because yep. here's why, and I'll, and I'll go in a little bit deeper so I don't get blasted for saying that because there's, there's such a derivative nature going on to these projects mm -hmm. and art inspires art. I will start with that a hundred percent. My art is inspired by these bookshelves of masters that I study and love, right? Mm -hmm course however when you take um a piece of art and and you flip it the other way and it's a, now it's the other side of the portrait or something or you you know i'm gonna keep all the names out of it you could connect your own dots mm -hmm. but like when it's the exact same color scheme that one time was super unique that is now the exact same color scheme and the artwork's the same but it's like warped mm -hmm. or some some little mm -hmm. fucking thing those people are not making art at all that is not a creative thought and those are things that i don't even want to look at because that's the cash grab no yeah. no one was yeah. sitting in in their you know mom's basement dreaming up a derivative project like that is a guy <laughs> or a gal you know whatever that yeah. wants to cash in right and i think that that's the echo chambers that are being made and people that don't know better hop in there being like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing. Well, if you were around three months ago, you saw the first one that actually was cool. Mm -hmm. You don't know better and you're being used to buy. And you got, this. let's say a Twitter space has got, throw a number out there, 35 people in it. And yeah. 32 of them are part of like the, you know, the early adopters that say to this thing. And they want those three people to think what you're talking about is the coolest, most newest thing. You know, I went to um, a, a meetup one time and I got guys talking to me about PFPs. And I'm, I'm not a big PFP person and uh, in, in general, uh, you know, I have a couple, you know, but uh, sure. and honestly, they're more like I call them scratch tickets, you know? Yeah, sure. 100%. You know? But, you know, like they come to me talking about these things and I'm thinking like, well, what are you doing with it? You know, what, what is your, like, what does it do? You know, yep. where, where does it take you? Where, where is, it, is it helping, I don't know, is it helping the space grow? Does it have a, you know, and all these like roadmaps, it's kind of like, it seems a lot of roadmaps been thrown out the window once the, once the, the, you know, the bear market hits, you know, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, this roadmap is, you know, this and that provided that we make millions of dollars, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want them to make too many millions because then they'll have no incentive to complete the roadmap. You well, know? Another thing I thought was kind of <laughs> odd about, let's say, you know, ones that, like, let's say they started a, 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 this and that, I don't know. This is, this is to fund this. And then you get the money up front. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, man, I'm about to do a job, a contracted job. Let's just put it that way. I'm about to, I'm about to build this building. And then I make the, you know, these tickets, let's call them tickets. And they, and they, you know, 
everybody buys these tickets and now we've crowdfunded this building. But now I just have the money for the whole building and all the materials. Do I go buy the materials or do I go on vacation? You know? Yeah. 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 And and if you stay working on it, are you going to do your best work knowing that you already got paid? Or are you just going to like run through it and, and miss some of the studs and not worry about that load bearing wall and just get it up, you know? <laughs> You know, exactly. it's like, why, why does it matter? You already got paid. Kind of reminds <laughs> you know? me of like when the mafia was running, you know, construction, you know, they were getting these huge jobs and they knew how much money they were going to get from them. And they knew the corners that they could cut, you know, and, and, and what have you, you know, cause they knew that nobody was going to press them for the next job. They get in the next job too. You yep. Know? Yep. That's I, I think that, you know, that's just basic business. I think we also need to hold those projects accountable for, and maybe, Maybe there's a way that, you know, maybe that's the new thing. You know, we have some type of Dow escrow fund where it's like, yeah, sure. You want that hundred mil? It's sitting in that fucking pot. Complete your roadmap and you can get that shit. You exactly. Know? You have, um, like, I, I think it was, it started during a time when we were hurting for, for developers, people that could code like that. There was no incentive for them to leave their jobs making seventy-five, $100,000 a year to come risk it on working yep. on a, on a, on an NFT project. And then it almost went, the needle like went the whole other way where you had like, well, now you've got a couple million dollars to complete this project right up front. You know, and it's like, whoa, there's gotta be some sort of in between here, you know, where the, yeah. people definitely want this. So yeah, there's money for you, but we've got, you know, it's gotta be divvied out uh, maybe a little bit more uh, intelligently, you know? Yep. And, and one thing actually, you know, I used to love with um, like I did sparingly, but a couple of like Kickstarter things where I would like, you know, throw some money and get something mm -hmm. back. Right. I love the stretch goals. We're like, if we can get here, we're going to give you more. You know, if if we get past our goal by 200 percent, not only are you going to get your 3D scanner, but we're also going to give you the turntable to make your stuff better. You know, or it, these mm -hmm. little things, mm -hmm. I think that. I mean, maybe that's happening. I'm definitely not in all these worlds, but right. I feel like there, there, there needs to be a little bit more reciprocation on this. What, what I, what I'm seeing is that a lot of them want to be like, you will be rewarded financially if we meet our goals. And then at that point, it's like, well, yeah. what are you doing then? Like, what is yep. the, the work that needs to be done? If you can just kick me back a couple thousand dollars or whatever it is for, for what's happened here, you know? You know, yeah. um, and then are you just going to keep making what you're talking about, like derivatives, you know, if it, you yeah. know, at, at some point, what are we doing with them? You know, what are we, are we gonna, you know, I, I think a lot of the, the concept behind this was like, you know, this would be like your, your identity or, you know, going forward. And then, but now you've got 1500 identities because you've become now a collector of these things, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, what are we really talking about? You know, are, are, you, are these things going to be? Like if you talk about the the metaverse, the larger metaverse, not one thing or another, but the larger metaverse, like now you're gonna be you you're gonna be able to use said character, you know. But how much value do I have in being a a a, a, a gorilla, or how much value do I have in being a lady with blue hair? You know, like where at what point do we do we say that wasn't worth two hundred thousand dollars? Yep. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's the speculation of it all. You know, I yeah. think that's, you know, and I collect too, so I'm equally as 
culpable in, in, in these. Not, not yeah. saying, you know, like, saying I know better than them. I just, you know, sometimes I have a little reflection. That's all. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that's part of the game. You know, I think it's uh, taking, like you said, these scratcher tickets. And, um, you know, if, if in terms of like monetary, monetary, uh, monetary gain, they're not all going to hit, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you better like what you buy no matter what, because at least you could be a blue haired lady. If that's what you liked, you're gonna get, you're gonna have the blue hair lady thing. So, you might as well you might you better rock it because you mm-hmm. bought it, right? Um, but at the same time, maybe blue hair lady becomes the thing that everybody wants, and you're like, holy shit, that thing cost me two dollars. Ah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the fun part. Is is it, it is, really is, all- and that's the the whole kind of the reason the reason I equate it to scratch tickets, you know, because yep. I'm like, yep. you know, there there is an element of it is nice when everybody's chasing the the, the thing that you have and that you know. It didn't cost you that much, you know. But the scratch ticket we buy now at the store doesn't even have a picture on it. It's just got a bunch of numbers. You know, right, maybe, right. you know, maybe, maybe we need to change the way those fucking lotto tickets work. I feel so sad when I go to the gas station or something and you see someone who's like needing a change in their life. You know, this is like they're hoping they hit the fucking lotto, oh, right? Man, I, I worked like, in a in a casino for oh, years, and, and oh, it's so oh, I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. Oh God, just sad. It's like I just want to tell them like buy just a little bitcoin just you know buy some buy anything <laughs> don't yeah don't buy, buy, these. buy something that's more of an investment than yeah you know, buy some toothpaste or yeah, something but you know <laughs> that's that's a tough part I, I dealt with you know with different friends and stuff like that where when somebody is in that position mentally it won't matter what they buy because they're all going to look at it the same you know it's going to everything is that scratch ticket to them you know or that or that um slot machine or that play a hand on the table. It's, it's the same thing to them. It, it, so Bitcoin to that person is not going to be Bitcoin to you. True. Very you know? true. Very it's true. Very good thing. point. Yep. And it's the time. Again, we'll go harken back to time. They're not willing to put the time in to right. what get what they need. They want instant results, you know? Exactly. So like you said, to each their own, I, I don't judge anybody um, at all. I just think that like, I mean, life is hard. <laughs> that's just, the, that's it. You know, like now, whatever. I think good. on the same way, Cody, I, I saw something recently and it's not new. I've been seeing it more and more recently. Whereas like the regular market. The, okay. So regular markets going down and the, and the crypto market is going down. But yeah. the headlines is always crypto market causes this. Yeah. I just and, saw it today. Yeah. I saw something today that, and I don't know if you saw the same thing I saw talking about. Was it about the watches? Yeah. Watch. Yeah. What the fuck is that? that how do we do that? <laughs> like, how do we I, do that? Look, I don't even own a watch. I got I a little watch, but it's not it's not a Rolex, and you know it's not a, a, a Audemars Piguet, nothing like that. But I'm saying, like, come on, man! Like, how do we do that? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, no. We're, we're the mean, whipping if, post. If, and, and again, if if people were going overboard and spending too much money on watches behind the, I mean, there's gonna be the same people that are buying PFP for two hundred thousand. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, I, I, I did some people buy watches. Absolutely. If I was one of those guys that we were talking about that made $230 million in, in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. why not buy a watch at yeah. that point? Yeah. You know, um, but like everybody I know didn't buy a watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I could put my hands down. Like, I don't think anybody bought a watch, you know, um, I, I just, I, I, I think the the 
the traditional market loves to kind of scapegoat the crypto market as like these um, people who are on this get money quick scheme type thing, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of a, things that are lost in translation there where many of the people who, who jumped in mid midway, you know, they definitely kind of, it was a learned behavior for them, you know? Absolutely. And so they were going in and trying to do that in, in other places. But I don't think that, you know, like when you talk about the, the, the crash of like, say the S and P that has like, it coincided much more with the war that's happening yes. than it did with crypto also going down a whole bunch, you know, like, yeah. you know, so yeah. I feel like it's like, Hey, look over there, you know, type yep. thing, you know, Elvis, you know, <laughs> yep. No, it's true. And I, I think critical thinking is like not taught in our modern day society. Mm -hmm. You know, you either have it and you develop it on your own or you don't have it. And a lot of people never developed that care of critical thinking, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that can go on all spectrums of reality in life. But I think especially with these things where someone tells you the cause of something, you're like, oh, it's got to be because I heard it over there. Mm -hmm. Well, if, C if CNBC told me that that is what's happening, that's what's happening. They're the news. I, I trust the news. Well, yeah. maybe you should look into that that's, and verify. You know, that's the thing I, I get, uh, you know, I kind of get on people who come to me about that. I said, had seen somebody bring to me an article about um, somebody buying the, the, the sandbox parcels near Snoop Dogg and for okay. how much they yeah. bought it for. And I'm like, well, that happened a year ago. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm like, so if you're reading an article that came out yesterday talking about what happened a year ago, like maybe we should just be talking about what are you reading? You know? And yeah. how do you, you know, how do you take things, how do you take your information in? Are you, are you, do the, do you let people dictate the information you take in or do you go actively and seek out the information that you, you know, so you can understand it, you know? Sure. Yep. Yeah. I think that, uh, I, 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 I hope that as time goes on, more people understand that. I, and I think that's, I think we're in like a awakening time where there's a lot of shit going down that people are being forced to look at things differently. And, and I, I think that's an evolution for the whole you know world is that you can go with the flow and just keep doing what people tell you and mm -hmm. see where that gets you. Or you could take a little bit more control over your destiny and be like, what is being pushed on me and do i agree with that if you do cool like Keep go on that train i don't care yeah, yeah. fine but at least make the decision yourself instead of letting somebody dictate your your final destination because that scares the shit out of me yeah, exactly. i'll tell you that like because yeah. i just i just beat my drum is beat differently so yeah. i can't go with your flow because chances are it's not going to work with what i'm building and where, where i want to go so am i researching shit all the time yeah. <laughs> and, and does that stuff enlighten me in other ways I wasn't expecting? Absolutely so. And does that also help me want to make art about things? You know, it's all tied together, right? It's right. just, yeah. and, and yeah. I think that, oh God, I just think critical thinking is so important. I don't, and I, I just look around at people. It's like, are you, are you thinking at all right now? Right. Like, exactly. are you? you just, Chances you just... are, it doesn't look like you are. I don't, no. I don't think that you really are. Um, and that scares me, you know? That that shit scares me. Well, at least you'll have never-ending content for your art, you know? Dude, it's, yeah, talk <laughs> about a good time to be alive for content. You know, like, yeah. 
I mean, I, I, so I started a, a series called Fake News, mm. and it was because I just wanted to. I just love. First of all, I just love doing collage, mm. and I wanted a way that I could keep doing collage in a way that wasn't structured around portraits or something that was like finite. That I could just get things off my chest, whether it was personal stuff or world stuff. Or I'm not a political guy, but. I love mixing it up and just doing some thought provoking art. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I made this new series. Like that's one of the, the, the stealth drops. I didn't fucking do a Twitter spaces about it. And like, I just, I decided two days before NFT NYC that I'm starting a new series and then done. I just launched it and that felt really good because yeah. it wasn't yeah. like asking a team of advisors, what was the best move and how should mm -hmm. we, how should we position? I didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah. I said, no, I'm starting this shit right now. And I'm doing these really fun, freeing designs, and I don't even care if they sell or not. It's just I'm making mm -hmm. and I'm producing, mm -hmm. right? And it's because of all this shit, too. I can just, you know, get my thoughts out there and, and you know, fucking create. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all I want to do. Definitely. It's the tortoise in the hair, man. You know what I mean? It's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that. Continue to continue. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think, um, you know, I, I still think that we're like super, um, you know, uh, I hate saying being early, but still so un underdeveloped what we're all doing mm -hmm. that we have to keep doing it. We have to keep. I always tell people, I think they're like, when you talk about the NFT space and, you know, even the crypto space, I, I always equate the crypto space to the early IBM days and stuff like that. And then I look at the NFT space, like we're like, you know, in history, like I say, of, of the if you if you use the crypto timeline, we're like at yeah. Mount Gox right now. You yeah, know, we're not, absolutely. We're not nowhere. You know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't even know if I if I say that reference, people that are newer to the market, they don't know what I'm talking about. No, you know? not at all. No, so, you know, it's just and, you know, again about doing your research, knowing the the industry that you're in, you know, and then uh, understanding where we you know. Where we were possibly going. I'm not saying that we all just know, you know. No, but there are no very way. similar telltale signs that seem to be happening now, before, and you know what I mean? Going yeah. forward, that that just they it seems that the, the story is rewriting itself. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And I think that Yeah, it's rewriting itself and it's a fractal mm -hmm. and we we keep revisiting things until either we learn from it uh, collectively or personally i think that you you have to keep revisiting things and i think maybe collectively we didn't learn from 2017 so we have to go back know. through it <laughs> and fix it right because like i know we didn't learn anything from it because we just repeated it. we just literally repeated yeah, we just did it with through. defi we just yeah. changed it we yeah. just changed it to fucking defi now mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i hope you know, that we can stop these awful bus cycles. Again, it's a, it's not a bus, but you know, it's, these things, they're so tragic exactly. up and down exactly. that I think it, if once we can all pull our heads out collectively and be like, okay, let's not let it get back down the 90% drops. Mm -hmm. Let's get our shit together so that for the next drop, maybe it's only... 40 or 50 percent that's still brutal but like mm -hmm. if we can like grow up together and and get this thing a little bit less 
like pump and dumpy. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna until we do well, that. You know, it's, it's gonna it's, it's the same echo chamber that we're talking about with spaces. It's yeah. it's like stop feeding into what what literally is being spoon fed to you, like from the traditional yeah. market and from our own echo chambers. You know, because yep. that's the boom and the bus right there. You know, the boom yep. is the echo chamber, and then the bus is going back on CNBC and being like, "Hey, they said it's over, man. Let's all just you yep. know get jobs at McDonald's and stuff." You know, and you're like. Sure. Well, what are you? What, you know, are you this or that? You know, yeah. are you working yeah. on this thing? Do you believe that this thing, you know, is the way to go? You know, or are you that? You know that. You, you like remember the? I think it's Katie Couric. Back in the day, she was like, "What is an yes. email? I don't understand yes. this thing." And you're like, you know, these these um, the, the you know, there's people on TV today. They're talking about well, this metaverse thing. I don't understand that. And I had a buddy tell me like, you know. Like, why would I care about the metaverse? Like, I don't care if you care about the metaverse. I I know that your sons will, and I know your daughter will. They're gonna understand it natively as as their way of communication. Just like we took text messaging and and emojis and stuff like that and turned it into a language. You know, maybe not my generation, maybe the generation just after me did that. But you know, I know like in the beginning, let's say, I'm from like the beginning of text messaging. That's how that's how early in the, you know yeah. life I I am or whatever you know. But like, yep. you know, I remember when when friends. I remember when girls started text messaging me, and I'm like, "What's up with this?" You know. Yeah. But I went with it because it was girl text messaging me. You know, it, sure, wasn't, sure. it wasn't that bad, yep. you know. Yep. And you know, emojis seem to have lived the same kind of life. And this is the way we communicate. These children yep. are going to communicate in a 3D space, and they're not going to understand you unless you talk in a 3D language. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. We, we can thank all our girlfriends for getting us into text messaging. Like mm-hmm. they were the early adopters. Like, you yeah. know, like we're all bringing back that. I love that. That's it's so true. Like I wouldn't have given a fuck unless <laughs> I had a chat to some lady, you know, um, I, I never thought about that. That's, that's beautiful. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a rabbit hole of, of evolution. And, you know, I think I'm just stoked that we can come around here and like, be as weird and wild and, and nice and, you know, spread good energy. And just like, you know, with all technology, it could be used for good or bad. Yeah. And all I know for me is that I'm going to bring as much goodness from my side as I can and hope that collectively we can tip it to the positive side. Right. right. Because and there's always going to be the negative reaction. There's always going to be the negative thing. Here's the thing is just, keep your energy just like you know most you know in in most things in life you know you got to keep your energy you know we're not going to be able to recreate this time ever again i had had a buddy talking about that he was jaded by big businesses coming in and possibly eating him up in his in in his part of the industry and i said well listen man like you know this is we're not going to be able to recreate 2018 2019 in nft space that's just it's not happening We, we we lived a special time when everybody was able to communicate there wasn't a lot of hatred going around. There was a lot of, like you're talking about, niceness going on at that time. But yeah. when I, I had been warning about it in those, you know, you can go back and talk, you know, look at the, those interviews and stuff. I was warning about it. I said, listen, these big money guys, they don't give a shit about you, man. They don't yep. care about how you feel. They don't care about yep. what's nice. They'll dig in your pockets and go get that money, you know? Yep. And, you know, here we are now. They, they're digging, you know? So you got to yep. understand that that's going to happen and then, decide what you want to do about it decide who you want to be within the next part of the 
you know, but at least we had our time. We had a really good time, 2018, 19, even 17 for some of you guys, where, you know, the, the lines of communication were open to a regular person to come into the industry and set up and become somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it still is that way. You know, I think it's, um, I, I look forward to, I mean, there's so many uh, amazing creators that are still waiting on the sidelines, um, apprehensive or, or unsure, or maybe they don't know about what's going on here. And all we can keep doing is, is doing that. And honestly, that's why, like, in my brain, when I started this, when I started tokenizing, mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to be somebody that, you know, the, the Banksies and the Shepherd Fairies and, you know, these, these big, uh, you know, contemporary artists that, you know, I think are, are great artists. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it the way it works at their levels. And I wanted to be the guinea pig so that they could see that, okay, like you can do peer to peer transactions. And that's like, really, when I got into this, like, I hope this helps Shepard figure it out and come in. That's mm-hmm. that's all. Mm-hmm. It's really all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that worked right over time the shepherds came in, right? Shepherd Ferry came in, you know, Damien Hurst has come in mm-hmm. and, and we have to know that it was the early times of them watching yeah. Yeah. and seeing that it worked, yeah. right? Because that's what we're doing. We're, we're literally laying the, the groundwork for everyone. And, and, and I take a lot of pride and seriousness to these experiments because if, if an experiment goes well for me, I hope that that can amplify out and other people can be like, huh, shit, it worked in that little way. Mm-hmm. So if it worked for him in that way, then I could use it in this way. That's this mass adoption that we always like talk about someday happening. That's how it actually happens is that's by experimenting, like, you know. Like on the side of our building, it's the same thing. I'm just some guy that learned how to work in Blender like two years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's people who design video games for Xbox and stuff like that. We're going to yep. need those guys. Those guys are going to yeah. take this to the next level. And, you know, um, and hopefully what we've done with these metaverses can just be a very, like a, a small picture into what can happen. Very similar to the wearable we were talking about of yours earlier with UNK yeah. design. Whereas like you have this early NFT of yours sitting, and I'm trying to do this, sitting over your shoulder here, you know, and then hopefully in the future that can be coded any nft can go in there and yeah. you know and that's a regular thing that people do in the metaverse and people are understanding why now why you have what you have why, why you bought digital art and, and stuff like that you know because then it can yeah. be displayed in a whole different fashion that everybody don't understand today but it'll be regular yeah communication in the future you know yep yep yeah i totally agree Man, this is this is fun. I, I I really want to keep talking more with you. This is like some we we get on pretty good. We could we could shoot some yeah, shit. Yeah. Right, um, but I know you're a busy man, and I, I I appreciate the time that you've given me, man. Because I you know I know that you don't have a ton of time to do this stuff. So I make man. time, dude. I I love and I make time for you because you're awesome. Um, it. Really, really, really. And really I, I I would love to do this again because I I mean I have a lot of questions for you sure. that I I do have to jump. Mm-hmm. But I have some, I have a lot of metaverse questions, so I'd love to get maybe we could make this a two part thing, sure. because you know or whatever you, you do your thing, but like I would love to come back, and because I w- almost want to like interview you about metaverse stuff, right? Because you're so deep in that game mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. 
there's just a lot of questions that I have and I get asked. And, you know, I think that where we're headed is definitely into the metaverse mm -hmm. and it's how, how, how do you see that being constructed? So um, if, if you'd have me back, I would love to, to pick your brain. I'd love to make to this it. the part one and we'll do part two. Whenever you have the time, you let me know. Well, sounds good. Appreciate it. All right, man. Well, uh, I won't hold you any longer. And thank you so much for doing this. Oh, and dude, my pleasure. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. This was great. All right, Cody. Well, we'll talk again. And uh, like I said, I, I got. I just thank you so much for doing this because uh, you know. Oh yeah. Me out of dude. time, you know. Yeah. No, I'm 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 stoked to do it. I think. Um, do you know like when do these uh, get released? It, it shouldn't take me very long. It just it depends on how much any editing I got to do. But um, I do have the time. I I'm off today from the the job work. You know. Um, you know, so I shouldn't have too, too much to do today. So I'm hoping I can get it up within the day or two, you know? Yeah. Just let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll pamp it around and, you know, sh share it to all my channels and yeah, we'll rock it out. Beautiful thing, man. I really appreciate it. Man. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Keep, keep up the good work and, uh, you know, we're, we're all building something pretty wild here. So we just got to keep our heads down and see the, the bigger picture. It's, it's, it's yeah, a big exactly. deal. We're not, we're not even halfway through the roadmap. No. Like the second inning. Like second. Open hasn't even started warming up yet. Dude. It's very. <laughs> All right, Cody. Like I said, hit me up anytime. And uh, of course, we'll same, same with you. Hit me up. I'd love to love to just connect more in general. It doesn't even have to be on a podcast. Let's right, just right, right. let's just connect. You're a good guy. We can we can shoot the shit. Much appreciated. We'll talk soon. I'm right, in peace. All right, take it easy.